0: What's up, guys? Welcome into the Work River podcast. Today, we're talking about the Rogers Bell Curve and where you sit on it. Why it's important to know what that is and how it applies directly to you and your organization. See you on the side. We spend so much of our lives inside, either in traffic at work or close eye. But we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives. I can work yeah. wherever I mm-hmm. Alright guys, welcome into the Work Wherever Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about AI automation, the ability to work wherever so you can live every day like it is Saturday. And so, I started to think about how I might be able to help you guys from a listening standpoint as to adoption within the cloud. And so, I started to think, well, I wonder where my listeners sit on what's referred to as the Rogers Bell Curve. And so for those of you who don't know what the Rogers Bell Curve is, I actually have it pulled up for my YouTube listeners here, or my viewers. It's right here to my right. We have this new fancy little screen that I can I can point to, and you guys can see it, hopefully. And this is the Rogers Bell Curve. You've probably seen this from other, I don't know, other areas of reporting. It's a bell curve, right? It's a pretty standard bell curve that you see in all areas of, of business. But this one is directly applicable to what's referred to as the technology adoption lifecycle. And the technology adoption lifecycle is a sociological model uh, that refers to and describes the adoption and acceptance behaviors of individuals when it comes to a new product, innovation, automation, Anything that you're implementing into your systems or business or self, really. And this is according to a demographic of uh, psychological characteristics defined by certain adopter groups. Which, if you guys are familiar with any type of quiz that you've ever taken to see what Harry Potter house you're in, to Enneagrams, all that kind of stuff. That's what we're talking about here, but when it comes to innovation and adoption and the willingness to accept a new piece of technology. And so there is five different areas on the bell curve to my right. We have the innovators, we have the early adopters, we have the early majority, we have the late majority, and the laggards. Now, if you're listening to this show, you might want to be an innovator. You might think I'm an innovator, but the reality is only two and a half percent of people are innovators. So the majority of you are not going to be innovators. In fact, the majority of you who are listening to this podcast are going to end up on the right side, not the correct side, the right side of the chasm. And so a chasm is a gap and it's not a small gap. It's a large gap in fact if you were to google the word chasm you would come up with a definition of a crater or a gouge within the earth so this is like a massive crater is a chasm right think like the what is it the the what is that big old place out in uh, i'm blinking on the name of it holy crap it's the the crater out in, uh, Nevada. I'm, I'm blanking on this. How am I blanking on this? But it's, it's, it is a huge crater gap gouge in the earth, the grand Canyon. Whoa. That took me way too long to get there. I am, I'm hurting in my age guys. I don't know what it is. It's because I haven't had an energy drink this morning. That's what it is. So think of that. When you think of chasm, this isn't a small, this isn't like a, oh, well, I'm an early majority and hope to be an early adapter. No, 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 no. There is a large Grand Canyon-sized gap, chasm, between the innovators, early adopters, and the rest of everybody else, the early majority, late majority, and the laggards. So only 16% are on the left side of the chasm. The rest of everybody else is on the right side of the chasm with the bulk of everybody being in the early majority, late majority, who are skeptics, you might might say. They are not the first ones to download the new application. They are not very trusting of new technology. They are on the right side of the chasm when it comes to the adoption lifecycle. And there's multiple different reasons why these individuals might be on the right side of the chasm. So don't think of... If you end up as a laggard, which if you want to understand more about yourself, go to goworkwherever.com. We have a quiz right there that'll actually diagnose you as you, whether you're an innovator, early adopter, early majority, late majority, or laggard. It'll It'll diagnose you for you, give you some guidebooks, some more information on this, around what your personality type is, which maybe that's important to you. I think it is super important to you, especially when you're talking about innovating and implementing new technology, specific to cloud AI automation around your business. Get your whole team to do it. Find out what you are, what your teammates are, so you know how to structure your team. You don't want to assign an innovation project and an automation project to a laggard because that is it's, it's not going to get implemented. And at the same time, you might not want to assign it to a complete innovator because that person is just going to go, 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 go. At least maybe you don't want to have everybody on the team innovators and everyone on the team laggards. It is good to have a healthy balance here so you guys can have a true discussion, Hopefully it's, it's, it's productive debate and it's not just a whole bunch of laggards and one innovator, but you want to structure your teams and your implementations around your personas, understand who's on your team so that when you go through the innovation process and you go through this implementation process, you know where everybody sits, you know how to talk and have a conversation with everybody. So let's go down what these categories are, why it's important that you understand where you sit on the Rogers bell curve and how we can utilize the understanding and the knowledge that we have around who we are and what our coworkers are and how to approach this. So first off is an innovator. We call these Technical Terry. That's our persona name. If you're Technical Terry, you're an innovator. These uh, these members are super innovative. They might be uh, a little more risk-oriented. They might be willing to take on the new adventure They sometimes are innovating for the sake of innovating. They are big on new tech. Now, when they are asking questions, it's technology-related. What can I do? How can I innovate? It's less on the, how is this going to help me grow? What does it cost? What's the security risks here? These are the, I want to go, I want it. These are the people that had like the iPhone original... Uh, if you're younger, these are the people who were on TikTok like first. These are the people who are on the apps that nobody's ever heard of. These are your friends who are like, go get this new way of paying. You know, I'll zell you. I'll Venmo you. I'll, you know, insert, I'll cash app you. Th- these are the people who were doing this before you even, before there were commercials about it. Sure, I'll sync my bank account to it. That sounds cool. It's an innovative way to do something. That is an innovator or we refer to them as technical Terrys. They're not afraid of technology. They're, they are wanting to embrace the new technology. I know we have a lot of listeners who are innovators or align with the innovators, may not be innovators, but they align with the understanding around new technology is good technology. These are the people who are like, I'm going to fire my whole workforce and integrate ChatGPT because ChatGPT can do it. You know, Let's just go, 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 go. It's good, but with caution. Next one would be the early adopters. Early adopters are younger. They're more educated. They tend to be in the community of leaders or leadership. They are uh, less prosperous. So they are a little more risk um, understanding. They're more realist. I'm an early adopter. I'm not an innovator. um, Because I do have the understanding of risks and to where risk is sometimes i do lend towards the innovator but the the innovators are they risk is the back of their mind they they don't really care about it or i guess yeah back of their mind right so it's not in the way it might be there probably not but they're just going that's an innovator early adopters they want to they want a little bit of social proof they want to take a look at things meditate on it a little bit chew on it and then be the first one to do it that's me if i'm being honest i'm an early adopter i'm not really an innovator i'd like to think that i'm an innovator at times but with how much work i do around the federal government i am definitely an early adopter when it comes to understanding the risks involved i'd like to think that i'm younger Uh, i'd like to think that i'm more educated when it comes to technology and and let me stop right there. More educated doesn't mean like bachelor's degree. It doesn't mean like doctorate, it doesn't mean like you are traditionally educated. What it means is that you're educated on the subject of the technology, meaning you've done your research. You understand the what the tech is doing. You get it. Right? That's what more educated means in the, in this instance. So you if somebody brings you AI, you understand how AI works. You understand the premise behind it. You get it. But you're a little bit risk... You know, advert. You're like, okay, well, what's the risk associated with this? We want to do this. We want to be on the forefront of this. But what's the risk involved? You know, that is an early adopter. Now we have the Chasm. The Chasm is, like I said, it is a huge gap. Okay, There is a huge gap between the first two adopter groups, the innovators and the early adopters, and the rest of the vertical markets. The rest of these vertical markets are going to be everybody else, and most of the it says early majority, but that's just the majority of what's what's left. Okay, the early majority, just so you guys are aware, the early majority are probably ones who are who are just getting around to Venmo now who are just starting to look at TikTok now. They are not using ChatGPT right now. They are, probably haven't even heard of it. Okay, These, the early majority are members who are more conservative, but are open to new ideas. They're active in the community and they do influence their neighbors. So they are open to conversation. They want to be the ones who are telling the rest of the group, the late majority and the laggards, about these things, but they're not as well educated on the subject. They're going to wait for a good amount of social proof. These people are highly influenced by commercials, by uh, Google ads, by things that are targeting them that have already been around. There is a large amount of social proof that is here, but they, they they do lend more conservative on the Rogers Bell curve on the other side, the right side of the chasm but they want to be the first in their circle. That doesn't mean they want to be the first in the industry. That doesn't mean they want to be leading the charge, but they want to be the first on their circle. They want to be the the. They want to be the dad in the cul-de-sac who did it first. That doesn't mean that they want to be the first one that they know of who did it. They just want to be the first one in the cul-de-sac who did it. So that is the early majority. Then we get into the late majority in the laggards. And so... A lot of people will look at the late majority and the laggers and they'll think, well, this is bad to be here. The truth is it's not. it's not. None of these are like a bad thing. So don't look at any of these personality types when it comes to innovation and adoption as bad because none of them are bad. It's just a personality type that you have. Same thing with like love languages, right? So like my wife, her love language is acts of service and words I like to think that mine is quality time but I'm coming to realize that it's gifts (laughs) Um, those are like my love languages right Uh, quality time and and gifts I guess apparently even though like when I first thought of it I was like man gifts that's like a uh, that's not a good love language why would anybody want to just buy people things and now I'm like as I see my actions I'm like oh no, that's me. I do. I buy things for people because that's my way of showing my appreciation for them, which is the love language. It doesn't mean that it's bad. Same with laggards, late majority, early majority, early adopters, innovators. If you get if you get laggard and you're like pissed at me, don't be pissed at me. Okay, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just the way that you innovate. Can you change the way that you buy? Yeah, sure. Can you be a different technology? Rogers Bell Curve persona in different areas? Absolutely. Because the driving factor here is going to be around education. How well educated are you on the subject? So if you're if you're talking about an implementation of AI and you don't know anything about AI, you might be a laggard. If you're talking about implementation of ERP systems and you're an accountant, you might be an early adopter. Okay, so you could end up on different areas of this based on what technology it is what what part of the business it is as a whole though you are going to you're going to skew one of these by yourself so let's get into the late majority oh by the way the early adopters we call those share drive sharon that's our persona so if you go to goworkwherever.com and you get a share drive sharon you're like what is this you're an early adopter early majority we call those government gary and so government gary on the uh Oh no. Government Government Gary cares about. There we go. Man, I lost uh, I lost input there for a second. Government Gary is our early majority. He cares about security. So, he wants to be better. He wants to innovate. He wants to bring on these new things of influence, but is extremely conservative but open. Hey, I'll do it, but what's the security? What's going to happen? What if I do What 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 does this mean? A lot of the topics that I talk about when it comes to federal government implementations on this show is, is very aimed at the government Gary's. To be like, look, we had an episode about TikTok. There's a huge security risk there, okay? You have to understand that risk. ChatGPT, there's a huge human capital risk there. You have to understand it. Now, where you, align, where you align on the side of the chasm, whether you're all in or you're going to wait to see what happens, is what separates you between a government gary and a shared drive Sharon. But then the late majority is not too far from Government Gary. And our late majority, we call the our late majority Stagnant Stan. And so the late majority, they're older, they're less educated on the subject, not leg- less educated in general, less educated on the subject. They are fairly conservative and they are low, less socially aware. Stagnant Stan is the guy that says, we've always done it this way. Why do I need to do it any other way? They hate on TikTok because they don't understand the dancing. Why would I want this? They hate on Venmo and they probably hate it on credit cards and they hate it on, uh, you know, the mobile banking because why would I balance my own checkbook? Why do I need to do this, right? They are the older generation. Most of a stagnant, stagnant stand is going to be the boomer generation. There are some Gen Z there as well. There's even millennials who are stagnant stand that are just like, hey, why do I need to do it this way? It's never been done this way. Why are you guys pushing me so hard to do this? I know, like, and understand the old way. Why are you trying to get me to change? These people who are in the late majority of the stagnant stands, are more concerned about how technology affects them than it does the greater populace or the greater organization. So inside your organization, if you have stands? These are great people to involve in your champions group because a stan will be very vocal. And if you don't involve them in your champions group, and and your champions group is part of your implementation, if you want to learn more about our champions group, go to goworkwherever.com or hit us up at Capital Presence. But a champions group is there to help you through the drive of the implementation. And if you don't involve a late majority or a stagnant stan in, then they're going to be vocal outside of the implementation group. And they're going to try to get people to say, Hey, slow down. You don't want this. Do you really want change? Do you really want... It ain't broke, don't fix it, even though it's broken. It ain't broke, don't fix it. This is what we know and love. That is a stagnant stand, which leads to the last group here, which is the laggards, which we call our laggards, Laggard Lisa, or for Courtney uh, Phillips, who is my VP of Growth and Development, we call this Clueless Courtney. Uh... And so the laggards are uber conservative. They have had small farms and capital, meaning like their shoestring budget here. Why do I need to... Farms are tech, tech farm, right? So server farms. I only have minimum farm space, server space. I only have minimum capital money. I have a small budget, small servers... Why does this thing need to take up space on my servers? Why does this need to take up any part of my budget? They are... uh, It it does say here that they're the oldest and least educated. I would scrap the oldest. Because I no longer believe that on the Rogers Bell Curve, age has anything to do with a laggard. I think that the biggest portion around a laggard Lisa or a Clueless Courtney is they're the, the least educated on the subject. Because Courtney... God love her. When she first started at, at Capital Presence, she was a laggard. And that's not to say it was a bad thing. She just wanted to ask all the questions, get a huge understanding of why we would want to do something. Why would we want to bring something in? That, that's what a laggard is. I don't have the money, the time, or the resources to do this. Why do I care? Most laggard Lisa's out there or clueless Courtney's are going to be your VP of growth. They're going to be your salespeople because their focus isn't on the tech side of the house. That's Courtney's not a developer for me. She's on BD, she does she's there to help the company grow. She's my VP of growth and development, right? She doesn't care about the servers. She doesn't care about technology. What she cares about is the limited availability on the servers. She's like, "Hey, like look, like this is going to cost us money. We're going to have to spin up new servers. We're going to have to buy new things." Translation we don't necessarily have the money to do to buy these new things. And I don't really understand how it's going to help. How does this help? What are we doing here? How does this help us sell? How does this help us grow? That's a laggard Lisa. They are the least educated of the bunch. Now, that's not to say that they, any of these members can't move up the bell curve. I will say it's going to be extremely difficult to see a laggard Lisa go from a laggard to an early adopter. It's just not in their makeup. It's not really who they are. They're going to continually to ask questions. You can move them to the early majority, absolutely, but you're not really going to see them move totally to an innovator. And like I mentioned, innovators aren't exactly fantastic to be either, right? None of these are like where you want to be. You're not trying to shoot for any of these. Now, if you're a technology firm, you probably want to have a leadership person who is an early adopter as an IT director. Or a decision maker. Because you don't want a laggard there because you will fall behind rapidly. You, you will fall behind so quickly if your IT director is a laggard. Because you're looking to move your company looking five years ahead because technology changes that. It, like I said, changes like that. So you want to make sure that you guys are taking these assessments. Go to GoWorkRiver.com. Take our assessment. It'll tell you who you are, what personality you are, and nowhere around the bell curve, okay? This is extremely important to your organization. It's going to tell you how seamless your team will be in terms of the innovation and, and implementation of new technology. We're about to go through a whole lot of change over the next really the next year. With all this ChatGPT, this all this AI huge boom that we've been talking about, all this stuff it's coming it's not it, it, it might slow down a little bit because of what we talked about italy writing policy Elon musk and all of the people who are signing the the pact to slow things down guess who didn't sign it bill gates didn't sign it guess who was a huge innovator on in the world bill gates okay it is not going to slow down completely we are not going to halt ai there will be areas of ai that slow down but we are not going to laggard ai right now we've been innovating ai and we need to bring it probably on the other side of the chasm to bring early majority that's probably where we need to sit with ai which oh by the way is 34% of all populace okay we need to close or expand the gap of the chasm that's what we need to do with ai right now and that i believe that's all that the 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 politics the Elon Musk signing, all of that is to say, let's expand this chasm so that the time period to get from innovator to laggard is more lengthy. It shouldn't be four months. <laughs> we released ChatGPT 4 in November, and we're already talking about ChatGPT, or we released ChatGPT. In November. We're already at ChatGPT four, about to release five. That is putting it into like life-size bots that are running around. That's dangerous, guys. Let's expand the chasm here a little bit, okay? Let's slow those innovators down who are less risk adverse. Okay? Let's let's have a conversation around this. Let's get the early adopters and the early majority to to kind of control the innovators here a little bit. That's the conversation I believe that's being happened. Slow down, technical Terry. Hey Share Drive Sharon and Government Gary. Let's have a conversation. That's what's happening right now. So guys, like I said, go to goworkwherever.com. Take your personality assessment for your cloud quiz. It's up there. Find out what you are. Let us know. Hit us in the comments and say what, what personality type you are. Let me know what you think about this. This is not the last time we talk about this. We're going to involve the Rogers Bell Curve in a lot of our conversations here going forward to make sure that you guys are able to adopt and innovate so that you can work wherever, so that you can live every day like it's Saturday. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Until next time, you guys thanks so much for watching and or listening we have had a great time hope you did too you can find all of the work wherever podcast episodes here on youtube itunes spotify or all of your major streaming platforms with new episodes dropping every monday make sure to follow us at capital presence on all social platforms to stay up to date with the things all work wherever related see you next week